Following is a Sri Iso Upanishad lecture verse 1 given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on January 26, 1982 in Chennai, India. And from that supreme complete whole, other complete units are manifested. And each of those units is also complete in themselves. But they are dependent upon the original complete unit for their existence. This way, mother and father are producing, are both complete in form of having body, arms, limbs, and the child that they produce also is complete with all of those faculties. Of course, the Supreme Lord, His completeness is fully complete. That's why it's boom for them. Absolutely complete. Because in this world, to produce a child, help of wife is required for the man. And for the mother, the help of the man is required. But Krishna, in his Ganavodakshai Vishnu form, you must have seen the picture or seen the Morty here in South India, where the Lord is laying down and from his navel the lotus comes and Brahma Deva is born on the lotus. Where is Lakshmi? Lakshmi is there at the feet of Vishnu, massaging the feet. She was not necessary to give birth. He is completing himself, he can alone produce unlimited living entities without any help. The ordinary living entities, they do not have that capacity. They require the help of someone else. Nonetheless, they are able to also come, uh, to create, give birth to complete units. So just as the Lord is complete, so this universe is also complete. He has made a perfect machine which will automatically run by itself with only a slight maintenance. For maintenance purpose, Krishna has come as Vishnu 
just to see that things go on. But he doesn't directly get involved. He stays in his managing director, rather you can say chairman's office, in the Kira uh, Sindhu, or the Ocean of Milk. And if there's any difficulty, then the managing director, Brahma Dev, comes, along with other demigods, assistant directors, and sub-directors, and secretaries of the firm. And they pray by the Ocean of Milk, that uh, for the chairman in chief, Vishnu, to come and straighten up the affairs because they are not able to manage it uh, at that point in a smooth way. So then, Kirodakshai Vishnu comes down as uh, one of his unlimited avatars, as Brahmadev, or Purma, or Matsya. Once in a day of Brahma, the chief from which uh, the chief himself, Krishna, comes down from the spiritual sky into this universe. Other avatars are coming simply from the expansion of Krishna field, Daksha edition. So, we are very fortunate to be here in this material world just after the appearance of Lord Krishna. This is a very rare occasion. Those living entities who are present in the material world after the presence or during the presence, especially fortunate, uh, of Lord Sri Krishna, they are able to transfer themselves easily back to the planet of Krishna. The other devotees of the different Narayana forms are only able to transform, uh, transfer themselves to the Vaikuntha Lokas due to poor form of knowledge about the transcendental personality of Krishna. Krishna is uh, the original and confidential personality. And one can see the difference in Krishna's pastimes because of the varieties of loving affairs the beautiful teachers of Krishna, the playing of the flute, as well as the exceptional and wonderful devotees which are surrounding Lord Sri Krishna's transcendental pastimes. So, although this world is created by Krishna through his expansion, he himself is a loop. The expansions are good. Things are going on in their own way, almost automatically. Therefore, although Lord Shiva is also the expansion of Krishna, because Lord Shiva is in touch with this material world, therefore his characteristic and his activity are slightly different. Although he is himself fully the expansion of Vishnu. So because of that slightly different characteristic, he is uh, worshipped differently <coughs> by different uh, devotees. So Shiva, he can also be prayed to for getting transcendental, for getting a transcendental benediction. 
or forgiving the material benedictions. Because Vishnu is primarily interested in liberating his souls from the material world. He is the only giver of liberation. This is also confirmed by Lord Shiva. That alone Vishnu gives liberation from the material world of birth and death. Bhava. Bhava means this world of birth and death. So Vishnu expands himself in Bhava, Iswara, Shiva for the purpose of manifesting this material world. And therefore Lord Shiva is the chief of all the demigods and he is the Maheshwara or the great uh, controller. So some are approaching the different demigods as independent Ishwara and getting benedictions from them. But they should know it that over everyone there is the Supreme Deity and everything is within the purview of the controlling power of that Supreme Authority. Just like the chairman of so many companies, there may be a chairman of each company in India, but over each state there is one chief minister. And over each and over the country there is the Supreme Controller or the Prime Minister. Like that, over the whole material universe, you see, there is, in each universe there is a Kirodakshai Vishnu, but over all the material universes there is a Mahavishnu. But over all the material, spiritual universes, everything, in the topmost planet is Krishna. But he doesn't get involved in the management of affairs. Generally he is simply delivering to the devotees his loving affection and uh, his uh, mercy. Krishna you can say is like the form of the Prime Minister while on vacation. And the Narayan is the form while in the office. So Krishna is simply active in vacation. He is only enjoying himself and enjoying all of his devotees. So the devotees would rather spend the time in loving pastimes with Krishna while he is in his vacation in mood. And those who want to <coughs> relate with him in his formal mood, in the office, or in his supreme powerful position, uh, they approach as Narayan or Vishnu. In a mood of uh, awe and reverence. Well, Krishna they approach in a mood of servitude initially, but the aspiration is to be accepted as a friend, a parent, or a lover in the service of Krishna according to one's eternal relationship. All these things are really confidential subject matters. And uh, the great uh, Acharyas, like Madhva Acharya, Nimbarka and Vishnu Swami could understand the difference between Krishna and Narayana. Ramanuja Acharya, he could understand that Narayana and Vishnu is the name above all other demigods, that he is the original and the absolute truth. So, 
all of these confidential subject matters have been given in the Vedas, but in time, in the eternal time, sometimes people could understand and sometimes they cannot understand all of the reports of the Vedas. Vedas contain so much information that there is an unlimited source of spiritual knowledge there. But not everyone upon reading the Veda will be able to get all of this report. And no one can get all of this report, uh, even Ananda Day with thousands and millions of heads. He cannot uh, find the end to the glories uh, of the Veda and to the meanings of all these slogans and lessons in the Vedas. Because each lesson and each sloka and even each divine name is possessed of unlimited characteristics and qualities because they are all transcendental. So, to understand these things, one has to be devoted. Krishna says in Gita, Bhaktamamamijanati, that except for the devotee, no one else can know me. Unless one has got the favor of the Lord, it is not possible to know the secret about the Lord. Just like an ordinary businessman, he'll never disclose his business secret to his competitors, will he? So if a person is competing with Krishna, like an Asura, or he has a separate, uh, a separate mood, why Krishna will give him his confidential secrets? But if such a person is a free devotee who has no separate interest to have surrendered to Krishna's own existence and to Krishna's own uh, interest. That whatever is your interest, Krishna, that is my interest. I have no separate interest. Then Krishna can in full confidence reveal secrets to him. Because he will not misuse that knowledge. Others, they will not be able to comprehend because Maya covers their intelligence from that confidential information. So, one should give up the competitive spirit with Krishna. Competitive spirit with other devotees is there only in a very warm and favorable way of trying to please Krishna more. Since the goal is to please Krishna, if another devotee is more successful in pleasing Krishna, then uh, that devotee is not envied or uh, spited in any way, rather he is appreciated that, oh, he is so nicely pleased Krishna. When will I be also able to please Krishna like that? But because Krishna is pleased and also satisfied, even the devotee who may be defeated by a more excellent type of service. And then he is further enthused to increase his service and to increase the amount of happiness he is able to give to Krishna. The unusual thing is that in a business, of course, one is working for the firm, he gets back some salary or some percentage of profit in return. But in terms of we are part of Krishna, when we serve Krishna, give him a little happiness even, a little a little uh, satisfaction over our, 
humble but sincere effort to please Him. Even when not able to do anything but that attempt or that desire to serve Him, alone is uh, satisfying to the Lord. So when He achieves or when He is uh, pleased by our attempt to uh, satisfy Him, then His happiness, because He's unlimited distance, it's like the whole gold mine here, just like a small particle of gold, small ornament. So just like here, like a drop, compared to the ocean. So like that, when in the ocean there is a huge tidal wave, or even a small wave, for the drop, it is a tidal wave. Even a ripple, for a drop, is like a tidal wave. So we are just like such a small fish or drop, and when that ocean of happiness even gets a ripple of happiness over our attempt to please and for us, that is like an overwhelming flood of happiness. That's why the devotees, they experience an inconceivable ecstasy in love of Godhead while serving the Lord. Even the Kumaras, who had first of all realized the impersonal Brahman, when they had the darshan of Narayana, then their body, in Chaluka, Tulsi, Islam, their bodies began to quiver when the scent of the Tulsi entered into their nostrils. The Tulsi, which was offered the lotus seed of Lord Narayana, when they got that scent, their bodies started to quiver, their eyes were filled with tears, and they became stunned with ecstasy. Then they could realize that the service of Vishnu or Narayana is a much higher happiness and a much higher level than the appreciation of the Nirakar or his personal aspect of his emotion. So, this uh, Krishna conscious movement is distributing that highest happiness of life. This is such a rare thing. It is such an extremely uh, high achievement that ordinarily even the big demigods, they are not able to get it. That's why it describes in the Bhagavatam that even the demigods are crying that why they are not able to take appearance in the Kali Yuga to participate in this movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Whereby in a few short years, 50, 60, 70 years, life fair, within that time one is able to simply chant the name of Krishna and achieve this highest benediction of life. Hello, Doshya Nidhi Raja Mastiyaga Mahanguraki Tanareva Krishna Syamukta Sangha Pranamujat. So, this opportunity that we are getting as even a significant human being, the great demigods, they are very anxious to achieve. But since they have already taken their birth in the heavenly planet, then they have no opportunity to participate in this movement uh, uh, by human birth very easily. So, to become a devotee is not very difficult if one chants the name of Krishna. 
So, but he was looking, he saw some four or five ants walking across the floor. He said, Aha! You call yourself a sannyasi. Your answer, you must be eating sweet. His secret way. You are not a real sannyasi, you are a sweet monger. <laughs> so then, somehow after that, uh, he left that Ramchandra Puri and everyone felt a great relief. That, uh, that type of devotee is gone. So like that, sometimes a certain devotee is there, appears to be advanced or older type of devotee, but uh, he is maybe a such type of person that picks out any little excuse to find a fault with others. And that is very disturbing to the devotees, but all the politeness and it's all always and all ages and all the person that is, you see. Somehow, but actually it is recommended by Kathila Muni one should avoid such type of devotee because to hear their type of statements are very detrimental for one's spiritual life. Even though it takes that one should avoid those devotees. Yeah, we offer them respect in our hearts because somehow another they have accepted that Vishnu, that Krishna is the topmost, some of them all of life. But they still have got some tamasic uh, this uh, influence upon their mentality, so we avoid their association and try to keep at the distance. Then, the other type of materialistically influenced devotee is that devotee influenced by the more raja or passion. They are not so bad, but uh, that devotee influenced by the more passion, he's also got some type of separate uh, feeling from the Lord because through his devotional service, he wants to get some recognition from other people that uh, he is uh, a great devotee or that he is very expert. And so this way he wants to give some recognition or he wants some type of benefit from that devotional service, some uh, improvement in his material situation. So, of course, one can get all this from devotional service, no doubt. One can get Parga, one can get Siddhi. But to desire this type of uh, thing and not just depend upon the mercy of the Lord, that is also a type of influence on the mode of passion. So that's the second type of uh, materialistically uh, influenced devotee. The third uh, main category of material influence is uh, Satsvaguna. Those devotees who are influenced by Satsvaguna they are performing uh, pujas very carefully and uh, different uh, rules of Arasa and Dharma and they want to get mukti, uh, a moksha from their devotional activities. So that desire for moksha, independent of the pure service of Krishna is also a type of materialistic uh, viewpoint. Is not uh, the platform of your prema or love. So that is influence of the Satyaguna. So these three main categories can be further subdivided into nine categories because there is Sadhana Kirtana, Swana, Vandana, Bhagavatam, Dasya, Satya, Atma, Nivedana. Healing, chanting, remembering, offering prayers, bowing down before the Lord, serving the Lord, the feet of the Lord. Being a servant of the Lord, offering uh, worship to the Lord, being a servant of the Lord, uh, being a friend of the Lord, and complete surrender. So these nine 
practices of devotional service, when mixed with these three main categories of material contamination, make 21. Hearing in goodness, hearing in uh, passion, hearing in ignorance, in devotional service. Speaking in goodness like that. So then, those, each of those can be further subdivided into the three again. Hearing in goodness with its like samasic influence, hearing in goodness with its like rajasic influence, hearing in goodness with its like superlative public influence, like that. So in this way, you get 81 subdivisions of material contamination. Of course, then you can go on subdividing, but you can say that the principle and then thousands of them subdivisions like that, it goes down. So, the pure devotional service, there is of a different nature. What is that? Vasudeva Bhagavati, Bhakti Yoga, Prayuchita, Samaya Dhyasu, Vairagam, Gyanam, Yatatahayipika, Havaikum Sankarodharmo, Yatopakti, Ramokhaja, Ahaitu Kyapati, Yatma, Supusirati. The pure devotional service is that devotional service, which is Ahaitu. There is no material cause. Neither a Kamasic cause of some angry mood, neither a cause of uh, some material direct result, not a cause of getting liberation or their various variations. But that is the cause of it. To serve the Lord, let him be pleased by the service, let the greatest good be done by his mercy. Then that ahaitugi bhakti should also be a pratihata. A pratihata means that there is no break, no cessation. Today I am doing, then I stop. Then I do something else. Then again I stop. Like this. No. This should be a type of a regular, unbroken dream. That's why we encourage people to chant a fixed number every day that keeps the day by day the sequence, the unbroken nature. Also, someday we worship Krishna, the other day we think that we worship Shiva as independent, or we worship another demigod as independent. Even the devotee of Krishna sometimes worships the demigod, knowing that they are the devotees of the Lord, and that they can uh, give some benediction for the service of Krishna. But they don't see such demigods as independent. They know that they are extension or the servants like that. Just like a director in a company, or sometimes you might go to a minister rather than go to the prime minister because you just need that particular department facility. But the prime minister gives the order that any department is obliged to have to do it. So we don't know, we don't think that the ministers are become prime ministers. We know that uh, only one prime minister is there and other various deputy prime and uh, Subsequent uh, minister, state minister, deputy minister, they're all there in the government administration. Similarly, the universal administration is only one prime minister. Deputy ministers, there are three. You can say, Brahma, Shiva, and the uh, expansion, Vishnu, chief prime minister, uh, chief deputy minister is there. Or you can say prime minister and two deputies, whichever way you like to use the analogy, and the uh, president is... Uh, the, uh, the French system, 
with Krishna. In any case, all the other demigods are like, like Indra is like a minister, and the other substitute, uh, similar category of minister, and other junior are deputy minister and so on. So like that, one doesn't take any demigod to be independent. If he worships the demigod as independent, then there's also a break in the devotional service. So when there's a causeless and unbroken devotional service, then the Yatma supersedati, the Atma, becomes supersedati, that means completely satisfied. Atma means mind, means soul, mind and body. Three things are described in the Vedic uh, uh, dictionary. So when the spiritual happiness, spiritual satisfaction is given, Atma supersedati, that also satisfies the mind, satisfies the body. So, to prove to the world that the Pandavas were pure devotees, that they didn't have any material desire, he put them to gate test. Krishna doesn't have to put one to gate test. Sometimes he doesn't put the devotees to such gate test. It's like Vipasudama was very poor. That was a test. So Krishna put them to a little test when he went to Dwarka. Vipasudama could have asked Krishna to give me some money. My wife is all the time bothering me for money, for this, for that. But Vipasudama, he gave Krishna just some fear. I couldn't ask for anything. In the, yesterday we had some of that uh, preparation, that type of chira. What do we call it? Mekaka Pawa. 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 That uh, was so satisfying to Krishna because it was given by a few devotees. And he gave him unlimited fortune when he came back, uh, but he couldn't ask Krishna for anything. But that was the proof that Krishna wanted to show everyone that his few devotees actually doesn't ask Krishna for anything, but Krishna himself provides. So Krishna gave unlimited salvation, uh, uh, buildings, and uh, servants, and everything to his devotees. But so what he used is he made a beautiful uh, arrangement for Krishna's puja and for glorifying Krishna with all those facilities. So that type of beauty will be doesn't become enamored by some opulence and forget about the Lord. Sometimes the devotees of Lord Shiva, they get some boon from Shiva and they forget Shiva. So Krishna doesn't give that type of blessing ordinarily to his devotees whereby they'll forget him. Otherwise, what is the use? Besides that one, Vittasura, uh, he got a boon to take off the head of anyone. Next thing he want to take off the head of Shiva. <laughs> what is the fun? He's worshipping Shiva and then he gets a boon and Shiva himself he wants to kill. <laughs> so like that, Vishnu is not in the habit of giving such type of boon. So, he gives such type of boon in his form as Shiva, but not in his original form. Just like a 
Mother, if the child is giving me a knife, I want to play. No, no, I won't give you a knife. You cut yourself. No, no, I won't want to play. No, no, I won't give you. No, no, I just want to play. I want to sharpen my finger. No, no, you go away. You don't know this. You see, that way, if we have something from Krishna that's not really good for us, then somehow he has to get us that idea out of our head. So he might just show us that it's a bad idea. It's a token. Then we know, oh, why did I want that thing? But you do it in such a way, or fulfill the desire, such a way we learn from that, not to desire this type of useless thing. But, uh, and that way, many people, they know that. So they, they prefer to worship directly Shiva, Sandhaniga, Satyakya, Sivamama, and other, to get some immediate benefit without consideration. They don't consider good or bad, you just give this thing. So those many guys are usually not so much concerned with uh, what is the future. Neither all of them have all that big big all gas. Of course, Shiva does, but he also doesn't usually get involved. He tells them, why do you want such a thing? It's useless and cause trouble. Oh, no, he wants to be like this. <laughs> then they cause trouble, but uh, that's his nature. Ashutosh can usually give. So that way, people are concerned with any guy. Because they know they can get some easy results. Even the Vaishnava kings, they worship demigods as part of Krishna for the maintenance of their kingdom. But uh, they will keep as the ultimate objective achieving the favor of Krishna and pure devotion. And those who don't have any other objectives of pure devotion of Krishna, and they want to use everything they have, their family, their establishment, whatever it may be, to uh, to promote that type of satisfaction to Krishna, that devotion to Krishna, then you see they get their complete shelter of Krishna. So, that shelter of Krishna means they become completely satisfied. They get a relief from all type of misery uh, and all type of difficulties. So, Krishna also shows that to the Sahanavas. He puts them in different difficulties. But they could have asked him, Give me this, give me that. But they weren't asking. They're only asking uh, Krishna that they want to continue serving him. And so as a result, Krishna would always come and protect them. And ultimately, he established him as half of the kingdom of the whole world. As the Samrat, the empire. So sometimes, in the Krishna's great devotees, he gives some text. Just to show them whether they have faith or not. To show others. That this thing, even difficulty came. Just think of our great Drupadi. Drupadi is actually a symbol of uh, heroism and devotion. Shivali, amongst uh, the women uh, in our uh, Vedic history, when she was taken in the courtroom of the Kunus and was tied to be stripped naked, and, and uh, her chastity was uh, to be, uh, to be, uh, Insulted, even in an assembly of great uh, heroes, she simply took shelter in Krishna, hey Krishna, hey Krishna, and Krishna protected her by giving unlimited time. But even though she was such a great devotee, my Asatama was able to come and kill her five children while sleeping in bed, cutting off their heads. Even Duryodhana and others, they hated that activity. They 
They they couldn't believe that uh, such a heinous act was done by Asatama. They were also not pleased. It was so bad. But think that although she was such a great devotee, such a uh, such a great test was given to her own children were killed. But she never once lost faith in Krishna. She never lost faith or devotion in Krishna. Even though such a test was done, she had such a pure devotion. That even when Ashwatthama was brought her, that here is that culprit, Arjuna brought her and you cut off his head, and you can stand at him and do obishek in his blood. Why, I am a mother, I am suffering, why should another mother suffer? Like that, she had such a sentiment. Of course, Krishna, he wouldn't let them go by. No. He did such a heinous act. And you cut off his hair. You cut off that jewel. And this way you'll die, but you'll be alive. Ashutama now is in Himalaya doing tapasya. After this, he will come down. And he'll be part of the contingent which will establish the Satyu. He's now in Samadhi in the Himalaya mountain, according to the Veda Shah. So like that, sometimes the great test is done. So those devotees, they come down from spiritual, it is to show that even in the greatest test, they don't lose faith. And Krishna protects. Even though children die, there is also so many curses and things about that they came there for a particular purpose, like that they were killed, then they were transferred back and they all got mukti. But uh, all those things are very confidential matters described in very hidden way in the Veda. So if something like that happens, someone is sick or someone gets killed, that also, everything that happens like that to the devotee, one can know it, that it must be to the good. Just like the six brothers of Krishna that were killed, those are all also the Ratnagarbha, or the particular demigods who were first to take that, but because they are born as Krishna's brothers, they also received the highest benediction. So like that, sometimes one is born in a certain way and suddenly some accident or some suffering comes. Sometimes even a devotee's uh, child uh, leaves the world. That may also be because uh, he's already, by doing the holy name and having some prasad, he's already finished up his karma, he's gone back to Krishna. No need to stay for more time. This life we are, of course, you know, all dependent. None of us have independence. We can't say what's going to happen. We try to carry out our duty and go on in our service, keeping our faith to Krishna. But what happens ultimately, he's the supreme authority. Man proposes, God disposes. He may propose some plan for his satisfaction, but along the way he may decide to give us any benediction that we have to take without losing faith in him. And know that uh, apart from his mercy and the devotee's mercy, there is no other reward. So in this way, the devotee very quickly finishes up his business. All the previous karmas are burned out. They are all burned out. And then one is simply left as a pure soul. So then it is very easy to achieve that eternal association of the Lord. We hope that people try to understand the science of devotional service, science of spiritual life. It is a great science. And with a little bit of 
care and attention and determination, it is very easy to achieve perfection in this life. That is the assurance of all the Shastras. Simply, we can achieve it if we stick to the process of chanting the name of Hari. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram.